How's it going guys? So today I want to tell you about DRRR and yet another R sometimes strategy. It's a real estate investment strategies strategy that is used by a lot of people, a lot of investors in the, in the market. And what it stands for is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So let's get down to it and what it means. So what it means like it's a very powerful strategy, first of all. Uh, it allows you to scale up your operation very quickly and get up and running, making a cash flow and uh, just keep using the same money that you put in very quickly and take it out and do the same thing again. So what it means is, so you take, let's say you have $40,000. You take that money, you go buy a house somewhere in Midwest where it's not like California right here is very expensive. So you go Midwest somewhere, you buy a $4,000 house, single family home, three bedroom, whatever, one bath, two baths. And then you end up rent, uh, rehabbing that property, right? So, so what does it mean to rehab? You, um, you go take over a property that is in not a great shape. So you do the flooring, you do the landscaping, you do the sidings if need to be, you do the roof, and you basically take care of that property, right? You put in maybe 10 grand, 15 grand into that, and now you are at $50,000 um, of investing your own money. So the next thing you do is you take this beautifully remodeled rehab uh, house and you rent it. And you can rent that at market uh, price, right? So you rent it at market rent, and, uh, and hopefully you have bought that property at a lower price because it was in such bad condition when you took over. And that's how you make your profit on that property. You you take over something that is in not a great shape, you take care of it, and then you rent it at uh, the market rent uh, because you got a discount when you purchased it. So there's already some profit there to be made. So the next thing um, that you have to do with this strategy is, um, you basically refinance. And so what does it mean to refinance? So refinance, cash out refinance specifically uh, means you, you go to a bank, say, hey bank, look at this property I have. I have 100% equity in it because I purchased with cash. It's just me, there's nobody else involved. It's, uh, all, it's all my money and I own this outright, right? And look at the income, he has an income, like he has a tenant, uh, you're making $500, whatever, $600 a month from the rent, and would you give me a loan? And uh, that's all it is. The refinance is basically just another loan, very similar to a mortgage, even easier than a mortgage, because in this case, you are not talking about, um, you already have equity in the property. There's already your money in there, and using that as collateral to basically tell the bank, give me a loan on that, not only on that, but also on the fact that you own that property. So the bank, a lot of times it's easier for the bank to approve you and they give you the loan. So you, you take out up to 75% of that money. Yeah, so if the house is now worth $50,000, you, you can get, what is that, like uh, 12, uh, yeah, you basically $30,000, 37, $37,000 you can take out. Uh, 75% and yeah, you, you have that cash, you can take out, of course you have to pay the interest to the bank, but it doesn't matter because 
you are hopefully making more than the interest that the bank is going to charge you from the rent, right? So in fact, a lot of times you will make more money. Um, not only you make more money, you get your money back. So it's like a double-edged sword and it's, uh, it's actually beneficial both ways. So the first way, let me explain. The first way is you, you're increasing your cap rate, right? So when you go there and you tell the bank, give me a loan, they give you a loan for 5%, 8%, I don't know. And, um, and then, and now you, you have a higher margin because like you're paying that interest, but then in reality, you're making more using that money. Maybe you're making 15% or even more from uh, that property uh, as far as the cap rate is concerned. So take the difference and that's how much you're making on that money that you borrowed. So then uh, in addition to what you're making, right? So now the 15% maybe will go up another five or 7%. So, and now you have your cash. So you have your 30, not all of it, but you have like your $37,000. You can take that money and here's the repeat part, go to another property, purchase another property, put in another 10,000 on top of it and another 15,000 on top of that 37,000. And now we're talking about another 40, $50,000. You buy another property, you do the same exact thing and take out this 37,000, you, okay, so you rehab, well, you buy, then rehab, and then you rent it, and then you cash out refinance, right? So you take another, another $37,000 out of it, and go do the same thing. So every time you wanna purchase a new property, you don't need $50,000. You basically only need, you know, the difference between 37 to 50, like $13,000. Every time you wanna buy a $50,000 house, in great condition, you only need $13,000. And the banks will keep doing this forever. They, they, that's how they make their money. And you're basically helping them, giving you that loan because you're minimizing their risk. You have 100% equity in every single one of those properties and they can just take over the property if you're, starting, if you're not making the payments. They have nothing to worry about. Whereas if you were a first home buyer and you, you wanted to get a mortgage, uh, to purchase that home without having all the cash, then that's more risk because they're thinking, well, this guy doesn't care. If I take over the home, he doesn't own it. Like, it, what the hell, right? Like they, and that's why you see a lot of foreclosures because of that. Uh, these are people who get a mortgage and they fall behind their payments. Um, it doesn't usually happen with this type of strategy. And on top of that, investors are just safer uh, bets for banks because you know you, you have uh, massive assets and they are aware of that. They know that you're not gonna make a stupid mistake just because you fell in love with the park, uh, house that you know you wanted to buy. Investors don't usually make those mistakes. They make other mistakes, but they don't make those type of mistakes, which is responsible for most of the foreclosures that banks are worried about. So that's basically it. And as you can tell, like, you know, so like some questions about like what happens if the bank doesn't give you the, uh, the mortgage or like the refinance, was it, what if they don't? And I tell you like most banks, especially local banks, you don't have to wait any period of time. As soon as you start making that rent, uh, you know, you, you, you purchase, you rehab, you rent, the bank in most cases immediately give you a loan on that. Like you don't have to wait six months. Some people talk about that on the internet. Like you have to wait six months before you can refinance. 
that's only true if you're not if it's not generating income or if it's uh, some sort of you don't have 100% equity in, in it. Uh, so, but in this case, if you have 100% equity, you can cash out refinance right away. And a lot of local banks love to do that. They will work with you. They will give you money. They have so much money. They don't know what to do with. They're looking for people like you to go there and be like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to give you 8% interest or whatever. Why don't you give me some of your money? And they're like, okay, this is like a safest bet they can ever make. Like, this is their business. And they just found a great customer because you're low risk. Okay, so that's basically BRRRR. And I think everyone who is a real estate investor who wants to be, has some money, should definitely do this. You can scale this up as you can tell. Uh, the power of this strategy is in the repeat part. Uh, if I would say even if you had to wait six months, it will still be great. But the fact that you don't have to wait six months to refinance is incredible. It's just incredible. If you do the numbers, you can, it's like an avalanche, right? It starts very small, it seems like it's no big deal, but once it gains that momentum and there's like fresh powder, there is, this is the fresh powder. The fact that there is no six months limit minimum and you can start doing this immediately, it's like the difference between a slope on a mountain when there's like fresh snow just falling from the sky versus something that is like more stale, old snow, you're not gonna get that avalanche going. If you have fresh powder, it's gonna happen. And that's why it's such a powerful force of nature to be doing this type of thing. And I think everyone should do it, try it out. And uh, if you don't have millions of dollars, that's not a problem. You can go to Midwest or the South. Uh, homes are much cheaper over there. As long as you're guaranteeing cash flow and you know that you're getting into something that will cash flow at a reasonable rate, I would say minimum 10% or 20%, um, ideally, then uh, then there is this, this strategy will work for you. Okay guys, if you like this video, please smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. This is a new channel still, so I'm still trying to see if you guys enjoy my videos or if there's any feedback that you'd like to let me know, please leave that as a comment down below in the comment section. Hit that like button again, please hit that subscribe button and I'll see you guys in the next one.